Hello again, Timberwolves fans. It is time for Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 31 today, Wednesday, August the 12th, 2009. And uh, we have a big show today. Of course, the uh, announcing of Kurt Rambis as the head coach. That is the main focus of today's show. Also, a small little blip, Ryan Hollins is now the Timberwolves' newest center. So we'll get into him as well. Very little bit about him, nothing much really to talk about. Um, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank you always for downloading and listening to this show. We're going to make a few changes here. We're going to try to not let this show get above 30 minutes, if possible, from now on. It's just recommendations that were made, and also got to shorten the intros. Uh, just got to talk as much Timberwolves basketball as I can in a uh, more professional amount of time, about a 30-minute space. Uh, today we're only going to have one break. It'll just be the long break where we'll do the two commercials, and we'll get right into some Kurt Rambis talk and Ryan Holland. So uh, that's pretty much all she wrote. Real quick, Timberwolves explosion is Hosted on the sportstuff.com, that is our flagship website, and timberwolvespress.com. Um, on TSS, the, we have a call-in line on TSS. The number is 209-736-7TSS. 209-736-7TSS. That is how you can get on Timberwolves Explosion. Your voice can get on the show. Also, we encourage you to join the message boards on the sportstuff.com. Simply click on TSS boards, you'll be prompted to sign up. It is 100% free, 100% fun, more than worth it. Do check out thesportstuff.com where you don't just watch sports, get involved. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 31, a reminder for iPod users. All right, let's get right into it. Kurt Rambis, finally, finally, after weeks of back and forth on who's going to be our head coach, Mark Jackson, uh, Elston Turner was kind of a dark horse third wheel guy, um, and Kurt Rambis. Now, a lot of us thought Kurt Rambis, there's no way in hell he's going to leave Los Angeles to come coach the Timberwolves because a lot of people saw him as the heir apparent to Phil Jackson. Now, the other thing that a lot of people may have seen as a negative was Kurt Rambis's uh, time as head coach. And his his record wasn't bad or anything in that point in time. 
it really wasn't too bad at all. But uh, there was some struggles. Now, overall, his record in 98-99, it was really in 1999 when Kurt Rambis was the coach, and he actually looked like Kurt Rambis the player still at the time. He still had his mustache and glasses. <laughs> uh, just a classic L.A. guy is basically what he looks like or looked like then. 24-13 and 13 was his record, a winning percentage of 65 or 649, whatever you want to call it. Uh, of course, got to the second round and got swept by the Utah Jazz in the second round. Kind of a tough go there, but but that's just how it goes. And um, other than that, also the one thing, I mean, the other things that were going on with Kurt Rambis at the time, I read uh, Shaquille O'Neal's book, Shaq Talks Back, basically. Just an awesome book. Shaq is a better writer than people might want to give him credit. I mean, the guy is just a... I mean, I love Shaq. He's an entertaining guy, and he's an entertaining writer. You should check out that book, by the way. Um, yeah, he talked about how Kurt Rambis was kind of a, you know, was a nice guy as an assistant coach. Just kind of a nice, cool dude, you know, intelligent basketball mind and all that good stuff. But then when Dell Harris got fired and Kurt Rambis took over, he turned into a, a hard ass. And Shaq and other veteran players see right through that kind of stuff. And Shaq basically called him a phony. Um, at least over the course of the time, you know, he's like, Coker Ramos is a big phony, basically, because he's gone from a, uh, a a nice guy to kind of a hard ass. And then uh, Dennis Rodman came in during the Kurt Ramos era. Now, a lot of people will forget, the LA Lakers won 10 games in a row with Kurt Ramos and Dennis Rodman arriving about the same time. But then right after that, the trouble started to begin. Just things kind of went AWOL, went, went crazy. Dennis Rodman went psychotic and uh, went as far as to, in the end, cussed out Kurt Rambis, telling him that he has no organization, that he isn't blankety-blank, he isn't blank, and uh, he's not a real coach and all that good stuff, which was kind of harsh. Of course, Dennis Rodman released the next day. Um, Shaq, not all too impressed with Kurt Rambis at the time, but still had a lot of respect for Rambis, and when Rambis returned to the... Uh, Assistant position, you know, Shaq regained that uh, respect for Kurt Rambis that he had temporarily lost when he thought that, uh, you know, a lot of Kurt's identity kind of went went AWOL at the time, and he just kind of tried to be somebody else. Uh, now, that was 10 years ago, folks. 10 years is a long time, and uh, he has been under Phil Jackson pretty much ever since, and it, it's been fantastic. He's learned a lot. And, of course, as they say, went as far as to be the heir apparent to Phil Jackson. And uh, Kurt Rambis' opinion, though, and other people's also is Phil Jackson isn't necessarily leaving after this season. And uh, even if he does, well, <laughs> that's a really tough shadow to follow. I mean, you're following the top coach of all time. That's a lot of pressure, definitely. So not necessarily the most attractive thing of all time to take on that kind of pressure, Uh Kurt Rambis' appeal, though, to coming to Minnesota, number one, is a chance to kind of start his own team and kind of put his identity on a team with David Kahn. Him and David Kahn have now have an opportunity to be the two forefathers, so to speak, of this new this new era in Minnesota. Now, also another interesting take you can say here is uh, Kevin McHale, former Boston Celtic, and uh, how they were always like a lot of former Celtic assistant coaches, former Celtic identity basically all over the place with your GMs, your coaches, assistant coaches and stuff. Uh, Jerry Sheesting, who actually I hope sticks around, but that's up to Kurt Rambis, of course. Um, 
it's gone from Celtics to Laker, to, to at least one Laker so far, and maybe some more. So it's just it's just kind of an interesting thought right there. You went from the Celtic era for forever, really. Uh, Jimmy Rogers was a former Boston Celtic assistant coach who bombed many, many years ago in the early 90s, just bombed with the Wolves. Uh, we kept trying to want to be the Boston Celtics. Maybe now we'll, <laughs> trying to be the Lakers will be a slightly more successful angle to take. Uh, it might not mean anything at all, but it's at very at the bare minimum something to look into. So there you go with that. Also, real quick, though, is I'm going to kind of digress a teeny bit before I get back to Kurt Rambis. Uh, the other two people, Elston Turner, a former NBA player, Solid kind of a coach in waiting, a possible head coach somewhere at some point in time. I don't honestly don't really know very much about him other than he's just a guy who's been in the waiting and an up and comer and an, and a fairly experienced assistant coach. He's been around for a while and um, he was kind of the third wheel. Whereas Mark Jackson, I may have stated in a previous show, every time the guy talks when you know when he's on. ESPN and such, every time he talks, I I agree with just about everything he said. And uh, that's what I liked about the possibility of Mark Jackson being a coach and the old and former point guard coaching Johnny Flynn and uh, Ricky Rubio. Other people think that's overrated and that that's just a bunch of bull. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think it would mean a little bit of something. I mean, a little bit. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe I am full of it. I, I don't know. I mean, Mark Jackson is one of the top assist men in the history of the NBA, but unfortunately no coaching experience. He actually hasn't even been an assistant coach yet. So he's only been an analyst on, on TV so far. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised to see Mark Jackson as one of the two at some point in time. i got to think being a head coach is a little bit more <laughs> reason to be pulled away from ESPN than being an assistant. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's virtually no chance that Kurt Rambis will bring in Mark Jackson to be an assistant. That would be kind of an awkward situation. Um, yeah, that would be way too awkward. I don't think that'll happen. So um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. So uh, really, Kurt Rambis's quotes here in the Star Tribune and, of course, at the press conference. It's more of from the press conference, you could say, but I'm using the Star Tribune because it's right here in front of me. Uh, Karamas says that this opportunity could not be passed up, and I wasn't going to let it pass up. I did everything I possibly could to get this job, and I'm incredibly excited to be here. I left an incredible job in Los Angeles. That team has a chance to win several NBA championships, but this is an opportunity right now. When I weighed all the pros and cons, it was too good of an opportunity to turn down. The con <laughs> being I had to buy some big winter coats because I have none. And, yeah, there's a reason why Kurt Rambis would have no coats. He has been a Laker, a lifetime Laker. He is from California. That's what is kind of strange about this. It's just like, wow, Kurt Rambis is coming to the Wolves? He's been a Laker since, uh, shucks, like 81. He was born February 25th, 1958 in Cupertino, Cupertino, California. So never heard of it. Went to Santa Clara University, was a very solid player there. Uh, just an awesome rebounder. He was drafted by the New York Knicks in the third round in 1980. Ultimately came to the Los Angeles Lakers, started playing in 81 and played there in L.A. till 1988, left as a free agent. 
as I try not to cough here, excuse me, just um, you may notice my voice is a little messed up because I've been struggling through a summer cold. I'm recovering. They're almost done. But, yeah, yeah, enough of that. Uh, left for the Charlotte Hornets, because I can actually say Charlotte Hornets now without screwing up. <laughs> the expansion Charlotte Hornets had a career year statistically because, obviously, the Hornets didn't have anybody else really to start at power forward. Started all 75 games that he played, averaged almost 30 minutes a game, 11 points, 9.4 rebounds. Uh, the guy, a fantastic rebounder. Not much of a shot blocker in his career, averaged only about a half block a game, but was known for his tenacious defense and got under people's skin. He just did, and could understand why Kevin McHale would clothesline him in, in, in that sense. You know, they probably got under each other's skin, and it's just, you know, that was the in 1984 NBA Finals, of course, and the turning point of that series. And that's made the Celtics world champions later on, but yeah, enough of that. That's more of a history thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's just very interesting to see Kurt Rambis come to Minnesota when you know, he's a lifelong Laker. It's just, to me, it's a very interesting uh, turn of events. And, quite frankly, it's very exciting. As much as I liked Mark Jackson, and I really did, for some reason, for just for some reason, this is more exciting. It's, uh, I mean, I've heard of both of Mark Jackson and Kurt Rambis for many, many years. Very well-known guys, but, hmm. This could be very interesting. I mean, i got to think Kevin Love and Al Jefferson are pretty excited. They sound pretty excited. Kevin Love had kind of a grin on his face when they were showing his showing him on TV when I watched the press conference on TV right before heading to work. Um, but now we're going to continue on to Kurt Rambis here. I did not want to be the individual who put in the work, who put in the time, and then somebody else comes in and takes it to another level. Now, this, of course, was why Kurt Rambis took on wanted a four-year deal and not just a shorter thing. Um, I feel like I am that that coach to not only help the team develop and grow, but then to take it to the next level where we are winning playoff games. Yeah, Rambis talking about how it was a four-year, $8 million deal. And, um, yeah, that's the key. You the, the somewhat easier part is to get the team back to being a quote-unquote 500 potential end of the playoff bracket type of team like, say, the Atlanta Hawks got to be about a year ago when the Atlanta Hawks got into the first round of the playoffs finally, you know, and took the Celtics deep, we all know about. See, the next, the, the really hard part is to get the team to that next level, winning 50, 60, 50 to 60 games and competing for an NBA championship. Uh, Kurt Rambis and, of course, a lot of us Wolves fans don't want this to just be a temporary little Band-Aid thing and then go on to the next guy. You want a long-term solution here. So uh, that's what Kurt Rambis is, uh, at least the way things appear at this point in time. And, uh, yeah, he's not here just to be a temporary fix, and uh, I, I, I don't blame him for that because that happens way too much, that a coach will bring a team to contention and then they'll let him go. Flip Saunders, on the other hand, was here forever, and we were a first-round exit team about six, seven years in a row until we finally went to the conference finals in Oh four. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Kurt Rambis sticks around a long time, and I, I hope he does. I think he has a chance to be a pretty darn good coach in the NBA. Uh, it's going to be about the next month here. David Kahn on Paul Allen today said that there's kind of a uh, artificial deadline of August 31st to have the coaching staff assembled. We'll just have to wait and see how that how that goes. 
Um, another quote here. This is from Glenn Taylor. Even though he recruited him, it was as much the other way. He really wanted the job. That impressed me coming out of the organization that he has been in, that he has been in, and the opportunities he might have there in the future. So again, there you go. That's Kurt Rambis wanting to be here, and not just kind of sort of giving in because of the money and the possibility, you know, or because of an association with somebody. That's the other thing. Karamas has no association with anybody with this with this organization. He is a lifetime Laker for the 900 billion time. <laughs> um, and uh, that that's the that's the interesting part, you know. He just specifically wanted to be here, and that is a really good thing. Of course, he was he turned down a Sacramento Kings opportunity because it was only a two year deal. He didn't want to deal with that, getting him to 500, and then. You know, maybe they go with someone else. Just not worth it in Kurt Rambis's eyes, and I don't blame him at all. This really, to me, is an exciting move and an opportunity for this team to go to the next level. And also, I don't think Kevin Love and Al Jefferson are going to be upset about McHale being gone anymore because this guy is pretty similar. I could see him being a little bit tougher, but overall a very similar uh, coaching style. Um, the coaching scheme, however, will be significantly different than it has been here in Minnesota. Kevin McHale's coaching scheme, I don't even really know what it was, to be honest with you, other than just kind of focus on the big man, basically. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't, he really wasn't a coach long enough to establish a, a coaching scheme. He never really talked about it much. He just basically was like play basketball, common sense basketball. Uh, whereas, David Kahn and now Kurt Rambis, are talking about, folks, are you ready? The fast break. Not just that whole run-and-gun thing, which is kind of Dallas Maverick style, you know, under Don Nelson. That's not really what I want, is run-and-gun. It's the fast break, folks. The fast break. Yes. <laughs> not run-and-gun, the fast break. I just, I'm thrilled to hear the word fast break coming out of these guys' mouth. Because, of course, run-and-gun is kind of, you know, you're running up and down the court, but gunning tons of threes. Uh, you don't gun tons of threes when you have maybe one or two players that can even shoot that shot on this team. And one of them is a rookie? Yeah, no. The fast break, of course, is playing tight defense, getting the rebound, and going on the attack. Going on the attack and, and getting to the rim. Getting to the rim with either your fast-breaking big man, your small forward, maybe your Corey Brewer becoming like a Michael Cooper type, or Johnny Flynn. You know, Ricky Rubio, whoever. I mean, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Guys like Kevin Love and Al Jefferson are going to have to be able to run in the future. But at the same time, you might even see a little hint of a triangle here in Minnesota with guys like Kevin Love and Al Jefferson when they play the half-court game because they're going to have to at some point in time. Um, that's going to be very interesting to see. Will the triangle be added to Kurt Rambis' coaching scheme. It would be quite interesting indeed. That is still up in the air because it is a, you know, it's not, I, I haven't really seen it much from anybody other than uh, Mike Dunleavy with Portland. I mean, I know that was the triangle. They never said anything, but you could tell it was the triangle, the way the players lined up and the way they um, made their moves around their cuts, their cuts and such. It looked very similar to uh, the triangle. So we'll just have to wait and see with that. All in all, though, folks, a very exciting hire. I'm very excited to have Kurt Rambis in the fold. Good news for Minnesota Timberwolves fans indeed. 
One super quick little blip here that I'm seeing is that um, I know a lot of you out there may have wanted Von Wafer as a possible <laughs> possible fill-in at guard for the Timberwolves. He's going to Greece, so that's out the window. But the Wolves did make a move acquiring Ryan Hollins from the Dallas Mavericks, the young center from the Dallas Mavericks. As that's finally a done deal. He was a uh, signed to an offer sheet by the Timberwolves. The Dallas Mavericks did not match it. In 2006, Ryan Hollins was drafted in the second round, 20th pick in the second round by the Charlotte Bobcats. Played at UCLA. He's from Pasadena, California. Home of the Rose Bowl, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan Hollins, um, seven foot two twenty five, known to be an athletic center. I haven't really known much about him, but from what I hear, he's a pretty athletic guy. And you look at his numbers, it'll show that. In Charlotte in 08-09, before he was traded to Dallas, averaged .9 blocks a game in only 10 minutes a game. So this guy can block shots, folks. That's quite a few blocks in a very limited amount of time. So I'm happy with what I see there. They say he's a defensive-minded guy who can also, you know, score a little bit. Um... He's definitely a wild card, but they signed him for a reason. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Ryan Hollins, your new center of the Timberwolves. Very cool there, at least somewhat. The uh, Ricky Rubio situation is just an ongoing uh, bunch of nonsense. You know, <laughs> Jerry's Zagoda, though, went as far in one of his uh, Twitters, in one of his tweets or Twitters, or whatever you want to call it, um mentioned that uh the possibility uh, that the reports of Rubio signing with Barcelona for two year dealer he's gonna sign are all just banter just more bantering by his team in Spain right now to try to keep the uh to try to keep the amount at six point six million the buyout amount and that he believes that Ricky Rubio will be in uniform come October with the Timberwolves. So I'm not sure I agree with that, but, uh, hey, if Jerry's go to saying that, that's a, that's a good sign. Dan Barrero of KFAN continues to say he ain't coming. So just a bunch of conflicting reports. So until anything really real happens, we're just going to have to go back and forth on that pretty much forever. One super quick, uh, embarrassing thing really quick. Well, two embarrassing things, I guess you could say. Uh, I didn't even mention Darius and Gaila at all in most recent show when I talked about power forwards on the team. Darius and Gaila is another power forward on this roster. Nothing, nothing special, but he's here and he's here for a couple of years. So there you go. So we have more power forwards than I said last time. And he's an established veteran who isn't all too bad. And finally, really quick, um, I made some comments that could be looked on as inappropriate, possibly offensive to certain people on the previous uh, Timberwolves Explosion episode 30 when I got into the Stefan Marbury angle. I kind of kind of went a little too far into it, and I just want to make an apology to those of you out there that might not have thought it was the most appropriate thing. Luckily, we didn't get any major complaints, but uh, I just want to apologize anyway. It's very important to me. This show means a lot to me, and uh, Timberwolves Press was, uh, you know, Timberwolves Press means a lot to me, and I don't want to hurt that site in any way possible. I'm just very happy to be aboard. So with that out of the way, I'm uh, 
going to conclude the show in a second here. Just real quick, I want you to, if you'd like, you can follow my Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Paladin Joe, or Paladino Live, twitter.com forward slash Paladino Live. Do check it out. That is how you can contact me there. Follow me on that. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. And also, finally, don't forget the call in line, 209-736-7TSS. 209-736-7TSS. That is a voicemail. And uh, treat it as such. Say you are calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Leave your comment, question, or a shout-out, whatever you'd like to do. Keep it under two minutes if possible. One minute or so is probably about the perfect amount of time, about one minute or less overall would be very much appreciated. Then you can be a part of things here on Timberwolves Explosion. Thank you for listening to this show. As, of course, you notice the uh, style is a little bit different now. We're going to try to keep things a little shorter. So uh, we'll be back very soon as more news breaks in the coming weeks. Hopefully I'll have a show next week. Hopefully something new will come apart, come together. Excuse me, I'm just having a hard time talking today because I'm not feeling my best. Uh, Thank you for bearing with me listening to this show. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.